have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Welcome back to The Playbook, a podcast all about the NBA and part of the All Indie Sports Network. I'd like to start off as per usual with a thanks to our title sponsor, Jack Brown Videography, the best wedding videographer in Louisville, Indianapolis, and beyond. As usual, I'm your host, Sal, joined by my co-host, Mark. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. How are you, Sal? Fantastic. We got some good uh, NBA news, uh, some historic NBA news, actually, for this uh, this week's episode, and a nice segment uh where we're going to talk about the most underrated player for each NBA team. But before we get into that, let's talk about Kevin Durant. And uh, Mark, let's uh, let's hear the rundown on what happened with KD this this week. Well, well, we've been kind of we've been kind of pretty aware of like what's been going on with KD throughout the entire offseason, right? Like obviously doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore, but kind of escalated to a new point where it's pretty much just like your front office and coaching staff versus me and um this was just after what's the gm's name sean marks came out and publicly Mm. said we want to gain control of our franchise back from the players we're not going to be as player dominant dominated anymore the way like pretty much every star star filled team is like like let's be golden state are really well run that's obviously the exception to everything la or star run. That's the only reason Russ Westbrook even ended up on the team because LeBron and AD wanted him there. If you like, if you look at just star-studded teams through the past, uh, Paul, the Clippers, Paul George. Well, Kawhi is only there because they got Paul George to pair up with him too. Like, it's it's not uncommon for teams to build around what their stars want. But the Nets literally came out and said, "We're not going to do that." And then for KD to pretty much just be like, "Hey, it's me or them." Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. And then Joe Tsai, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, tweeted that uh, I like I, I like our front office and our coaching staff, and I don't want to fire them. Now, to be fair, I do think Steve Nash should be fired, but that has nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, so he's literally, and honestly, I don't know where you, how you come back from this. Like, how can you have a working relationship? Let's say Steve Nash and Kevin Durant, because Sean Marks and Katie might not have to interact as often. But sh- like KD and Steve Nash, how do you work with a guy that you know is like desperate to get you fired? You can't. That's why. Exactly. It's, it's gonna be picking one one or the other. Uh, if I'm the owner, I'm 100% gonna listen to what KD is doing. Now, do you though? I I do. Is that the best idea? KD is whenever he's healthy, he's a top five player in the NBA. Are you winning a championship with Katie and Kyrie this year? And Ben Simmons, I guess. I think you are you can definitely compete for it, like, at the highest level. Like, potential finals run. But then think about the precedent that sets. Because, like, especially... Had Sean Marks not literally just said, we want to gain control of the franchise back, it's a different conversation. But now, after your GM just comes out and says that, and if you just straight up go against that, then next time you run into a situation like this, because let's be a Brooklyn big market, you're probably going to run into a similar situation at some point. Then they're going to be like, hey, 
this is what happened last time. And they can just look back on that previous scenario and base things off of that. But So you have to be careful here. Joe Sai is in a very, very difficult spot right now. And honestly, I want to get rid of Sean Marks. What's he done wrong? Yeah, been... we, don't, we don't know. Apparently, he was with Nash, and I think he played with Steve Nash. Like, yeah, but... A, like, they play, like, he played... I didn't know he played in the NBA, but... Yeah, but uh, remember why Steve Nash got hired? Steve Nash didn't want to be a coach for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I know. Katie like, Katie and, Kyrie and Kyrie wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah, sought him out. Yeah, yeah. And then they defended him not that long ago, right after they got eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Remember? And now, it's like this. So, it's a weird situation. I'm, I'm, my guess is something happened off the court. I, I don't think it's on court. Even though I do think Steve Nash should have been fired for on court reasons, my guess is something happened off I, the court. I 100% agree with you. Cause, for sure. Like, how, what caused this crazy change? Yeah, there's, there's no real answer to it. It's kind of. And then know. the, the problem, the biggest problem is that it's all public. Like, if is this all is public. all internal, it's not a big deal. Well, it's a big deal, but it's less of a big deal. But this also drives the KD trade market down a ton. That's why I wouldn't trade him also. That's another reason why I wouldn't trade him. And also, they just got Kyrie. He bought into playing for the Nets next season. He said with or without KD, he'd play for the Nets. So, Yeah, he only got, has to play like 40 if, games again. If you've got Kyrie, though, you've got a pretty good roster. They do have a good I, roster. They I, undoubtedly I have a very 100%, good roster. 100%, you know, fire Steve Nash, very replaceable. And Sean Marks, I don't know, probably. Well, who's available? For coaching? Is D'Antoni a coach yet? Who, who's coaching the Hornets again this year? Uh, Steve Clifford. Right, right. It's not D'Antoni. D'Antoni's available. Yeah, he is. I think and he's, isn't he, he's still an assistant for the Nets, though. No, right? I think he left. Or he signed th- and then he... Yeah, I think he did it his first, Nash's first year just to and help then, him out and then left. Like, yeah, he wasn't at this past season. Dan Tony. I, um, I don't know who else is on the market. Yeah, but there's pro- also probably some assistants that we don't know about that are, like, really high up there. Like, yeah. Like, so, like another Ime Udoka that we just have never heard of before. So, there's, but there's, just there's probably options. just another assistant coach on the Nets could probably just get promoted to head coaching. Yeah, there's probably there's definitely have, options, but, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I would probably keep Kevin Durant. That's that's my that's my thing. I think that you let him go for a package that's gonna be way worth way less than he is worth. You know. Well, what do you think they could get they, now? Well, they can't get Aiton because it's not possible. Okay, well, and that was the number one destination at one point. And KD, now the Pelicans KD's is number the front one destination. running. The Pelicans are front runners with the best offer. Apparently, they're they're the interested. Offer? It's Brandon Ingram and some uh, Devonte Graham and some picks, something Why would like they that. Possibly I want Devontae Graham. I, just, I think it's salary matching type of thing. Pretty Makes sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, still wouldn't do that. I uh, yeah. I, if I'm trading KD, I want at least like. Five unprotected picks. More than that, probably I mean, like Rudy Gobert got four. Yeah, and, and so a fir- guy who literally just got drafted in the first round. Or, or and two more protected ones. So, yeah, I, I just don't think it's the right time to trade him. Like, there's been so much turmoil, like coming into this off season, and it's been dragged on for so long that the market 
is just way too low. And I, the Raptors, they were never going to get what they really wanted from the Raptors. Like Scotty Barnes, I don't think was ever on the table. That's the only asset that I'd look at from the as from the Nets' from, perspective. From the Scotty Raptors? Barnes is the only asset you'd want from the Raptors if you're the Nets. Or OG. Well, I, you can't compete with that team if you get rid of Kevin Durant. Well, you, you wouldn't. It's not like it's just Scotty Barnes for KD straight up. Well, that's what it would like be. that. That's that's not possible. First of all, financially, that's well, that's yes, can't obviously, do that. yes. Um, like I don't, I don't know if I'm the Nets, I would take like Scotty OG and a couple picks. I wouldn't even need that many picks. Yeah, I'd do Scotty OG and like a couple picks, maybe like two, three. Yeah, even but the Nets that, won't like, do that. Even that's a lot. Like the Nets won't do that. Let's be real here. I don't think the Raptors would do that either. Oh, God. No, no. The Raptors would never do any of this. No, 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 no. no. The Raptors are too smart to do any of that. Why would they trade for KD? Their team is unless set up perfectly Unless they right gave now. up nothing, then they would not. Oh, the, the most they'd KD give up is like... The most they'd give Raptors up is probably with OG. KD, though? Well, okay. If you're you not taking like, anything yeah, off, you if you're not yeah. subtracting anything, you just add KD to most teams, they'll be really good. But he's but, like the perfect Raptor identity player. Well, he's also like this offensive just megastar. Yeah. Which just. Li- KD literally single handedly solves all offensive issues. So, um. He's insane. I hope. I hope the Nets get like a healthy team this year. I really hope they have just one healthy run. I know it's get Ben Simmons TJ instead of Harden. Now. In there. No, he hope he will not play in the playoffs. Who? Wow. If That's they make the playoffs, he is not getting. Is so he's maybe getting like five minutes a game. Wow! When wow. they shorten to like an eight-man rotation, key contributor. When they, they shorten to like an eight-man rotation, he is not getting on the court. He's a six-man. Maybe in the regular season. And in the playoffs. Can't play defense. Can't create no, he's, for he's anyone else. He's okay on defense. He's okay on defense now. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess Trey Young is really he, good no, on defense. No, if TJ Warren is okay, on defense. he improved on defense in Indiana. He's like somewhat competent now. I'm unmoved. Yeah, well, you're gonna be moved when you see TJ Warren. Yeah, cook. I'll move out of my seat and cook. turn the TV off. And Edmund Sumner is gonna pull up. Playoffs. Edmund Sumner is not cracking the rotation in the like ever. He's a garbage time guy. That's no, even if he makes the final roster. That's even if he makes the final roster. Hey, we'll see. Actually, one thing I just want to talk about very quickly, very randomly, that I don't think we, you planned on us on talking about. Okay. Houston Rockets made the signing of the offseason. Oh, I'd love to talk about this. Willie Cauley Stein to the Houston Rockets in arguably the most random and unnecessary signing I have <laughs> I ever seen. It. It's the worst signing. It's not. That. It's not that it's bad. It's probably like a one-year minimum. Like it's fine. Point, it really though? doesn't matter. Why? But like, but, but I, yeah, like I don't get why. That's my big thing. Like I look at. I, I swear, if he's, like, if, a, well, he's not meant. But if he starts, I will be. No, why would he be but, like, starting? Like he's obviously not going to start. Like, okay, maybe you want three centers. You have Boban. You have uh, what's his face, Alperun, and then I, and then I guess I guess you want Willie. Usman Garuba. Usman's not a five. He's too small to be a five, but he has kind of the skill set of a five. Um, yeah, if Usman was like, for, like 
I feel kind of bad for Usman Gruba because if he was like three inches taller, he'd actually be like a really, really sought after young player. But the problem is he's not three inches taller, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but um, yeah, no, no. So I don't really know why they did that. I mean, I guess he's different than the other centers where he's like a rim runner. He's like doesn't really do a lot, I guess. Just generally not very good. Um, yeah. I don't know why, why they did it. Yeah, it's... Uh, it came out of nowhere, too. So what's their forward depth in Houston? The forwards? Like, like, yeah, you've got, like, forwards. you've got, like, Big KJ, Ken, uh, KJ, and really Jabari. Uh, like, Jabari. Oh, Tari Usman. Usman's probably more of a five, but, again, small. Uh, Kenyon apparently wants a trade or something like that. I think yeah, you requested about, a trade. Yeah, yeah which we I about don't, don't know why, but... Yeah. And I hope it doesn't happen because, like, we're getting a little off track here. But, like, the guards the guards are the guards. The guards are pretty set. Um, but on the wings, like, I'd love to see, like... Uh, well, the wing the spots wing... are kind of up for grabs besides Jabari Jab and Tari. Tate, uh, Jabari and Tate are probably going to be the two starters on the yeah, wings. Yeah, I agree. And then Tari's yeah. going to come off the bench. Off the bench. But I, I wouldn't I surprise me if towards, like, the end of the season it's Tari, Jabari, and then Alperun. But yeah, the, star the starting center, like the game one lineup, should better be, like game one starting five should bet should be, K uh, KPJ, Jalen, Tate, Jabari, Sengen. Yep. If it's any, I Stephen Silas had some like pr internal issue with Alperun, I guess for last season because he just wouldn't play him sometimes. But if he's like starting Willie Cauley Stein over him, he's got to get fired on the spot. Yeah. On the spot, like I don't really care about him enough, but yeah, if he uh, if he does that, he's got to uh, he needs to be he needs to be gotten rid of. I agree. Yeah. So the last thing we have to talk about before uh, we hop into our most underrated player segment thing uh, is the NBA has announced that they will be retiring the number six league wide and NBA teams all nba teams next season will be wearing a patch shaped like a clover with a number six on the jerseys for the remainder of that season uh and this is to honor bill russell's passing uh and players that are currently wearing number six like lebron james will be grandfathered and they do not have to change their number but once everyone in the nba retires with that's wearing the number six or moves teams and loses their number they will not be able to wear number six ever again. Um, and along with this, uh, I'm sure LeBron comes to mind with most people. So in Miami, the Heat will re-retire LeBron's na uh, number six uh, over Bill Russell's um, when LeBron retires at the end of his career. But yes, no more number six. So that means Lance Stevenson was the last Indiana Pacer to wear number six. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen the NBA do. It's it's like okay, like obviously Bill Russell, incredible, all that. Like I'm not not bashing him or anything like that. But this is just kind of stupid. Like jersey, first of all, jersey retirements in general have never made a ton of sense to me. But I like whatever. If a player had this crazy thing for a team, they don't want they want to honor him. Fair enough. Obviously, they can do whatever they want. But a league-wide retirement? 
for a guy that only played on one team? Why? Like, seriously, why? A lot of the teams in the NBA right now didn't even exist when Bill Russell played in the NBA. No, there's like 12, uh, like 18 teams. A lot of the teams, runs. A lot of the teams, teams that Bill Russell played against throughout his career don't exist anymore. And a lot of the teams in the NBA right now didn't exist when he played in the NBA. Why would they possibly retire his number? It, it, it doesn't make, make sense. any sense. It's it's like like it's not like it's not like dumb as in like oh my god this is awful. It's dumb as in it doesn't make any sense. And it like I really don't know why. It's just I honestly like I really don't I don't get it. Like I've tried looking from another perspective like eleven championships whatever Bill Russell he did a lot for basketball and he did. Why should the Houston Rockets retire number six for Bill Russell? Yeah, Why are the Lakers retiring number six for Bill Russell? Yeah, Lakers for sure. That, why, especially the Lakers. He cost them championships. Because he was playing for the Celtics, right? So. Yeah. Or like the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that didn't exist when they were playing when he was playing. Why? Or the Grizzlies. I don't know. I just I just really don't get it. It's just a weird move. I know it's a PR thing and all that. Honestly, I feel like if Bill Russell was alive and they asked him if he wanted that, he'd probably be like, why? That's weird. And it yeah, is and it's weird. Such a, it's such a popular number, too. <laughs> exactly. Like, whenever I played sports, like, my, fav- my number was always number. six. Like, if Bill Russell wore, like, 57... Okay, sure. sure. Who cares <laughs> about 57? But when I, whenever I've played sports, I've literally always worn six. Now, it has nothing to do with Bill Russell or LeBron James or anyone like that. It's it's a soccer thing, but... Yeah, I always wear six. A lot of people wear six. Why would you retire that league? Like, like I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Actually, I'm going to look up. Uh, what's your guess which is the most popular number in the NBA? 23. No, like worn league-wide. Uh, zero. Zero or the double zeros, one of those two. Or one. Double zero, you think? There's the most people? Okay, or a single so, zero, I don't know. So, whoa. So the most... The most worn jersey numbers are 12, 11, and 5 in NBA history. Wow. That's right. Um, 409 players have wore 12. 373 have worn 11, which is my favorite. What about right now? Number. And uh, five has 348 players. Can you see right now? No, right now. It doesn't. uh, I can't find it. I probably have to, like, do more research on this. I can't really do that. You were underprepared. You were underprepared. Hey, it was an idea. It was a magic idea I had on the fly. You have a lot of those. uh, Yeah. Um, So. If you were Adam Silver, what would you do to honor Bill Russell? Are you are you rocking with the uh, jersey patch kind of thing? It's also kind of weird, but at least that's just for one season. Yeah, you think it's... Like, I thought when they did it for Kobe, too, is also kind of weird. But, again, just for one season, so whatever. Like, in a year's time, it'll be done. Um, but Oh, and I think there's a clover on every court. Maybe I'm mistaken. 
That that'd be but really I weird. Think there might court. Be. court would be worse, but again, it's just for one season. If I were doing this, I think you've done enough. You have the Bill Russell Finals MVP. That's like the most yeah. sought after individual award. Cuz that means you won a championship. Like that's that award probably for players is more sought after than an MVP. Yes, yeah, MVP agree. you can you could you could have been like the 5th seed, but uh, when the finals MVP you had to win the championship. Real like I know Jerry West won when he lost one time, but for the most part, <laughs> you have to win yeah. the cha- win the championship to 99% get that. 99% of the time. So, I guarantee most players rather that over any other word and it's named after this guy so i think the jersey patch is probably enough if you're gonna add anything else if if you have to and like i this makes me this makes us sound like we like don't like bill russell i I really i have like i respect what bill russell did but i have like no feeling towards him positive or negative like obviously i didn't know who who he was or anything like that but i don't know why are you Retiring. Say, what's gonna happen when like LeBron, when Michael Jordan dies? Yeah, are they gonna do twenty three? Number twenty three and forty five. Or yeah, LeBron. Like, are they gonna do? Well, I guess they can't do six again or twenty three. Yeah. Um, but like, Uh, are you gonna do the same for Kobe with twenty four and eight? I mean, you haven't yet. Uh, time's already passed for that. So like, what is there like like a championship quota? Is it like six rings or more? Or like eleven yeah. rings or more to get your, yeah. I don't know. Imagine or like what about that, like, like Sam and Casey Jones and all of them, or like Robert Parrish, all those guys that won like crazy championships. Where are their retirements? John Havlicek never got his retired. I don't know. Man. Robert Horry. I don't know, man. Yeah, Robert Horry. He has seven. Bob Cousy. They they've got rings. Retire Bob those Cousy's jerseys. Got like ten really of those quiet. things, right? And like. I don't, I don't even know to be honest, but and I know it like has a lot to do with what he JJ did. Like, Redick. Uh, he's got like 13 playoff appearances. Bob Cousy, you know, that funny little yeah, guy. it's it's so dumb. But um, yeah, yeah, like I know it also has a lot to do with what he did off the court. But like, sorry, you who would have thought the Lakers would retire Bill Russell's number before they retired George Mikan's number? I don't know. You know how they like they ought yeah. they like Cause they it's won Minneapolis the Lakers. In Minneapolis, but they don't claim his. They claim the championships, but not the jersey. You know, kind of crazy. What are they gonna do when Magic dies? Magic Johnson. Yeah, they've got to retire that league wide too. He's done a ton of stuff off the court. Yeah, that's true. Like, and not all of his even basketball already. He's Same like with like, Kareem. Yeah. So Kareem those jerseys, and they are both. Very winning players. Mm-hmm. Like I think Magic has Kareem has five. They have more sure than more. They have they have quite a few. Eat both of a them. Good amount, yeah, a good Larry amount. Yeah. Larry Bird. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson literally saved the NBA when they were playing. With how popular yep. their rivalry got. Mm-hmm. So those should be in line for league wide retirements too. Now if you start playing it like this. Before you know it, Everyone half the jersey numbers are unavailable. Yeah, all of them will be gone. And like, at, yeah. then at a certain point, you're gonna be one to ninety-nine, and you're not gonna have any more numbers. Yeah. So you're gonna start going in the hundreds. Exactly. So I don't know. Bad. This is just a weird thing to do. Hopefully, it's the last thing. Like I don't know. It's just, but like, if you look back at it after all these players, then in our generation, like in a hundred years from now, when every NBA player, past or present, is dead. 
And the only jersey number that's retired is Bill Russell. Does that make it look back like Bill Russell is the greatest of all time? Or? Honestly, it probably will. Actually, that's a good point. That's like, actually think about a really it. In 100 good years point. when our great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren are looking at basketball. That's a really good Bill point. Bill Russell, his jersey's retired in the whole NBA. No one can wear six. That's a really good point. And then they'll see they'll cuz cuz they won't probably won't like, obviously won't have Bill Russell film. I mean, if we don't even have it now, they <laughs> definitely won't. But <laughs> But that's a that's a good point. They'll like see like all oh, eleven championships in thirteen seasons. Eleven championships, league jersey retired. League jersey retired. This guy's the goat. And then all of a sudden you'll have the people that wish they were old heads. <coughs> you, <coughs> um, all the people that wish they were old heads, they'll be like, yeah, Bill Russell is the greatest ever, because he won eleven rings and his jersey retired league wide. So <laughs> why would I ever say Bill Russell's the goat? Not you. But oh, like want to be old heads. Okay, like, okay. like let's let's say like like let's say you you in like eighty years, like an, like another another child version of you in eighty years, you'll be like, yeah, Bill Russell's the goat because his jersey's the only one that's retired. Actually, we're both men right now, so you have to refer. No, to no, us. I'm saying I'm saying like a future like, let's say like, you're like gr- grandkids. You're eight. You're your grandkids. Yeah. If they're the same as you. Pacers fans? Hopefully not. So you they think don't they'll get a... to witness a championship? No? Not no. going to happen? 100 years, how many rings are the Pacers winning? One. Okay. I'm satisfied. You'll take that. it. Yeah, I know you'll take it. You can't I'll complain. I'll take that if it's within my lifetime. You can't. Uh, oh, and then imagine I could be like, yeah, I've been watching since 2017, and it's like 2053. And they finally oh, win a chip. That would, that would and they raised the Larry OB, and I'm just like... Oh, that'd be so sick. Would you do whatever possible to make it to that championship parade? Oh, I'd be going to the game. Oh. What if it's in like what if it's what if it's like Indiana versus Milwaukee? And it's in Milwaukee. It's like Giannis's fourth son. Like you're you're flying you're, are you flying out for game seven? You flying out for game seven? Oh, yeah. It, what if your work what if your job doesn't let you? You're quitting on the spot? In 2053? 2053. You're probably not going to be retired by I'm 2053. Taking a, I'm taking like... No, no, like no. They won't off. let you. They won't let you. Let's say they won't That's let you. That's not how this works. Let's say That's they don't let works. you. Let's say like That's you don't give works. them enough notice or something like that. Are you quitting on the spot? I don't have to quit. I can just get back. Are you walking out? I get back. Yeah, they'll fire you. Actually, wait, that's no, better. Because yeah, they would. If you just didn't show up to your job for a week straight, when you're supposed to show I up for say, 40 oh, hours, I'm grieving. Like I had a family member pass away or something. You know. I guess, but then they'll see you're in Indiana celebrating a championship. Oh, actually, you could pull out one of my grandparents died. Because remember, every time you start a new job, you have four grandparents. No matter what. No matter what. They don't know you, you have four grandparents. And yeah. aunts and uncles. You got aunts and uncles. Yeah. That's, that's the strategy. Strat. Yeah, it is a good strategy. Easy well, days I off. I think that's a... It's the perfect segue into our uh, next. I don't um, know how that segued, but topic. We're gonna talk about some underrated players here. Now, Bill Russell. Whether you think he's underrated, overrated, or just now right, he's overrated. He doesn't matter right now. Well, he, sorry. He's, he's uh, <laughs> Bill Russell. Yeah. Uh, fly high, but uh, and rest in peace. But yep. today, right now, we're gonna talk about every other NBA team. Uh, that will, I guess, be wearing Bill Russell jersey patches. So it does segue. Anyways, um, so I've got it in alphabetical order by city. 
as we discussed prior. Uh, would you like to start off with the ATL Hawks? I said Frank Kaminsky is the most underrated player on the Atlanta Hawks. I saw, yeah, I saw that, but I, I was thinking that, but I put, um, I think I, I don't know if he's underrated, but I just feel like he's not talked enough about a much. But I put Big O, Big Onyeka. Well, he doesn't because get minutes. Like I know he doesn't get minutes, but it's just like if you gave him the minutes, which they should. I think they will soon. He's like, you know. He's got the tools. He does have the uh, tools. You know, he's a little, like, he's what is he, 6'9"? Isn't he a little shorter? Or is I he don't think so. Like 6'11 or something. I think he's like a normal But he has, he has potential to be the that guy for Atlanta, at least, like, to be What a, is that guy? A, like a, a, a quality center. Oh, no, he's 6'8". What? Yeah, that's why I thought, you see, I know he's a little short. I guess that's, that's without I'm, shoes, too, so. Yeah, so... I mean, like, great rim protector. That's not that crazy, though. That's he not shows like... good defensive potential. That's there. He's got there. the wingspan, too, so. Um, yeah, good frame. And, um, and I feel like with this new roster, like DeJounte and Trey, I feel like it could open up some, some more opportunities for him, at least. Uh, I know there's been those rumors with Clint Capella being traded or moved on from. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe they just haven't found a partner for that, which... I mean, Clint Capella is probably not too sought after in the NBA, mm-hmm. especially for what the Hawks probably are looking for. I don't know what they're looking for, but maybe they'll just let his contract ride out. And I don't know how long left on that. Probably a couple more years. But on Yeka, I, I'd say he's probably the most underrated, in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Now, sell me on some Frank Kaminsky. Hold on. Hold on. Before that. Let me fact check this quickly because supposedly, supposedly, An- Andrew Bogut set said. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I know, I, I saw that. Yeah. An easy way for Katie to get out of Joe size Brooklyn Nets that no NBA analyst is discussing. A simple tweet: free Hong Kong, free Taiwan. Yeah, I saw now, that. Now that is like incredibly ignorant and dumb to say from Andrew Bogut. Um. Wow, I, I I can't believe he actually did he tweet yeah. that. Hold yeah, on, is I that tweet that. still up? I can't up? remember who posted that though. I saw a post on Instagram. That is like so. That is so so. So bad to say. What what? what? I can't believe he actually tweeted that. <laughs> Andrew Bogut's the most random person to tweet that too. Yeah, that's that's. No, that's uh, that's that's really bad. Um, but is it is it real? I mean, like, I I assume it's deleted. Holy, that's probably that's who would make it Andrew Bogut. That's like. such a re- weird thing to make up. But if it was yeah. making up, sorry, Andrew Bogut. Um, but I don't think he cares. So, um, but what's his face? Okay, back back on Frank Kaminsky. I don't know. I just think he's. I don't think he's gotten a fair shot at a lot of stuff in basketball because he's like not the biggest playing player despite his size. Like I know he's like seven foot, averages like three runs a game, but I just think he's capable of more. He's a solid player. He doesn't really do much, and I don't think he should be like fighting for an NBA roster spot. But uh, you fa- oh geez, the tweet is real. The tweet is real. It's yesterday, oh, that's why probably didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what team is next? Uh, I have the Celtics next. Celtics? Okay, I think this is. I think I had a pretty easy one. 
You can go. Danilo Gallinari. I think he's That's really, what I really said good. Too. That's what I said. Because a lot of people forget how good he was before the Hawks. Like I mean, the Clippers. Like he was, was a bucket like, on he's the Clippers. Like, like he was very, very good. That's why mm-hmm. the Hawks paid him so. Like people forget, yeah. he had the biggest contract that. for any over thirty player to never make an All Star game. That was my first year watching basketball. I remember like that. Like he had, he was, he got like an eighteen four year seventy two million, I think, which Something is the like biggest that. out of any non ever all never t- an All Star for anyone in thirty and up. And there's a reason for that because he got. He was Danilo G. Buckets. Danilo G. Buckets. That's what he was. And he was efficient, too. And he can kind of move a little bit. So. That's just another big wing that the Celtics can use maybe during the regular season, test out probably and the playoffs. five for them. But come playoff time, like he's going to be a good wing for them. He's a very good rotational for guy. He's a proven player that can play in the playoffs, so they don't have to worry about that. Another vet they can have on their roster, which. I think their bench is relatively young, so... Their bench um, is good, though. Yeah, their bench is good, but getting a guy like Danilo, who's, like, kind of a great, like, NBA player that most teams would probably like to have that if, that, if they're competing. Oh, I um, It's just a perfect... It's, like, a good fit. It just makes sense to have him on that team. And it's it wasn't talked about. Yeah, I guess because Brogdon came in around the same time. I can't remember if it was the day after the... Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh... It was kind of blown, like people didn't really pay attention to it. But it's a great move. Um, next, I have the Nets. Now, I was going to say TJ Warren, but uh, I didn't because there's a certain level of disrespect that comes with this player uh, named Ben Simmons. And uh, people, NBA fans, love to disrespect this guy. Uh, Number one Ben seems- Simmons fan. It seems that all these things that have happened to them are pretty real because he's clearly missing a ton of time due to it, and it's probably he's been faking. If he's faking it, he's been faking it for way too long. But um, it's a real thing. And Ben Simmons, when healthy, is like a defensive player of the year candidate and one of the most versatile defenders. If he's not gonna compete for the defensive player of the year, he's one of the most versatile defenders. He can put him on basically anyone, put him on the best player on the other team. And uh, he's multi-positional uh, offensively. Um, and for the Nets, he fixes a lot of problems because the one thing that they didn't really have is a big stopper that they could put on uh, on the court come playoff time. Uh, he's a guy that you could stop Giannis with, or maybe not stop, but you know, come close to stopping Giannis with. But um, and you can also play some five for the Nets, so I think that he's bound to have a great season. Uh, if, if he comes in day uh, day one of the NBA season, I think that for him, like mentally, this season is a season where he has to prove a lot of stuff, at least to uh, the casual NBA fan. And uh, this is kind of his season where he's out for vengeance on his whole narrative, I guess. You know. I couldn't have said it better. Nice. Did you have the same guy? Same guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just... The disrespect has gone on for too long. Um, and I don't know what position he's going to play. Come, uh, I mean, basketball isn't really position-based anymore, but um, for the Nets, I think of him more as a, a four. Um, is that how you look at it? Yeah. You think he's I, not going to be playing the, 
No, he's not. Kyrie's on that team. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, that's why. Unless it was hard in there, then maybe, because Kyrie's like more of a shooting guard. But now Kyrie's gonna be the point guard, officially official. Um, moving on, I have the Hornets, um, and I put Gordon Hayward as my most underrated player. Um, I have the same one again. <laughs> same one. I'll, I'll let you explain it this time because it's the same one. <laughs> Well, okay, I've I've always been higher on Gordon Hayward than most, and people criticize him for the injuries and all that, and kind of unfair, but anyways, he's the best ball handler on that team. I've said that many times. He's the only player on that team capable of running a half-court offense. Uh, he's a good wing who's shown like high-level scoring ability uh, when trusted with it. At times, for the Hornets this year when he was healthy, he looked by far and away the best player on the team. Uh, and that's with how good LaMelo is. Um, he's he's not supremely talented. He's not. But he's really smart. Like, he's a very smart and yeah, He's, a, IQ, he's yeah. a very smart player. Uh, especially when it comes to his playmaking. And I think I still, like, I've said it many times. And I, I really do think people ignore that when it comes to him. Because he's not, like breaking ankles or like making anyone like shifting anyone or anything like that he's got a good handle and he sees the court really really well in a half court set like he can run plays better than a lot of nba point guards and he's a wing who scores like a wing who attacks the rim like a like a bigger player i don't know he's just he's a relatively flawless player i don't know what it is but to me Gordon Hayward is like the most forgettable great player in basketball right now. Yeah, he's boring. To and watch. I just feel like he's like I forget that he exists sometimes. Not gonna lie to you, when I think of the Hornets, he is not probably like the top first four players that come to mind. I'd say I probably think of like Montrez Harrell at this point before I think of Hayward sometimes. Yeah, who's not a Hornet anymore, but um, yeah, yeah like there's just random times where I just don't remember him. I mean, like. He was a fantasy beast for me last season for a while, but he was a fantasy a beast for me the first year. Yeah, we. Uh, Gordon Hayward is the uh, champ. I, I'd like to see him. I like You're to see him to the somewhere else. For real, I'd like to see him have some new, a new change of scenery. I, I don't think he would be changing of scenery anytime soon because of that contract. But no. when that's up, uh, but the Hornets like, need to. I want to see him in like a in, in a deep playoff run situation. I want to see him in L.A. I'd I'd want to see him in Los Angeles. I would love too. to see him in L.A. If he can stay healthy, him in L.A. Well, obviously, first of all, that's a gigantic well, upgrade over and Westbrook. And LeBron won't even be there anymore, though. No, this year, I mean. But obviously, that's not. Gonna oh, happen. this yeah. How many years has he got left? Two. I think two. I think two. But okay. like, and when, like first when Michael Jordan gave him that max contract, I was like, that's dumb. That's stupid. That's stupid. But whenever Hayward's been healthy, he looks like a thirty million dollar a year player. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's but been, the problem uh, is he hasn't been healthy that much. Yeah, yeah, I just like to see him on a team where maybe he doesn't have as much offensive pressure as he d- does on the Hornets, and uh, see him on a team that can really compete, at least get past the second round, maybe a conference finals or finals team. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be. Uh, like I don't even know. What team would he be ni- like really fit nice on besides the Lakers that are like competing? What team wouldn't um, he fit on? 
not I think he'd fit on basically every team. That's the thing. What team does like, he not fit on? Um, I think he'd be cool on the Bucks too. I think like literally, where? Oh, where the Sixers. The Sixers. That where do you not want? Very Gordon cool. Name a good team that doesn't want Gordon Hayward. No team. Every NBA team wants Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, let's go. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a Gordon Hayward fan. Yes, sir. So, for the Bulls, uh, moving on to the Bulls. This is a bad team. I just don't have – I didn't really have a player, but at this point, for most underrated, even though I wouldn't call him underrated, I'd probably say Vucevic. Vucevic is ass. <laughs> I know oh. he's bad. But, like – I didn't know who to say, to be honest. I feel like you can make a case saying that Vucevic has been so bad this last season that maybe he's going to come back and play competently and, like, good for his contract. But um, realistically, I don't see him coming back up to those magic days, but I I don't know. (laughs) I think he's just, like... Never talked about anymore. He's just really bad. <laughs> I put Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic, okay. Yeah, Vucevic is bad. I don't know what else I just, to say. I, I'm, just lo- I'm just looking at the potential bounce back type of thing, you know? That was my but only reason. But he's bad. I, like, I, like, I just think like maybe he could bounce back. That was all I could think of. Because he's like has the potential, even though he's old. Hey man, like he I I hope someone has as much confidence as me as you do. He could be on like a he could be on like a Al Horford type of thing where he absolutely not one year. Absolutely then, not. No. No. Al Horford. Ha- no is defensive re- Al, for Vooch, Al Horford yeah. is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Nikola Vucevic. Remember the Sixers really, days. Remember the Sixers, really, Al. Yeah, but that was because of fit. Vucevic is just bad. So maybe like. Vooch is just not good. Um, All right. Wow. Yeah, no, Vooch sucks. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's no player on the Bulls that is underrated. The Bulls roster is just not it's just very bad. good. It's just really bad. Yeah. Like, they have no, like, really young guys except for Patrick Williams. And, like, AO. AO DeSondo. Yeah, but, like, I can't call AO underrated. Didn't he make an all-rookie team? Yeah, second team. You can't call yeah, Lonzo so underrated. Everyone knows underrated. how good he is. Yeah. Alex Crusoe is an underrated. He's a no. meme. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vooch. Well, those guys and are... everyone knows Patrick Williams has high potentials. So. Yeah. So I, that's that's all I can think of. Um, moving on from the the dumpster fire that, dumpster fire that is the Bulls. Um, let's talk about the Cavs. Laurie Markkinen. I said Ricky Rubio. Um, for me... Ricky Rubio, the idea of him being underrated is that um, after injury, not too many people kind of realized how big of a loss that he was for the Cavs, at least like casual fans more so, people that just watch um, towards the end of the season. But Ricky Rubio's influence and impact on that Cavs team is so massive. And I feel like... He makes the team a lot better, and getting him back uh, after trading him and just getting Karis LeVert for free, which, I mean, he sucks, but uh, Rick Rubio's really good. So 
Uh, getting him back, that's another uh, guard that uh, the Cavs would really like to have off the bench. Um, and I think he got injured on like a 27-point triple-double or something like that. Yeah, it was actually really tragic. <laughs> right Honestly, at the end of the game. so bad for him. Right at the end of the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. Even more tragic for my fantasy team. Hey, man. I'll There's more to life than fantasy basketball. I'll you know never that? forget. It's so sad. So explain the Lori case. Talk about Lori Markinen, the seven-foot small forward. Well, first of all, that whole concept is really, really cool, and I'm a huge fan of it, and I hope they do it again this year, but that's for another time. But I think Lori, like, the way people just – first, when he was coming into the NBA, the easy comparison, white, tall, big, who can shoot, Dirk Nowitzki. Very wrong comparison. Lori is a much better three-point shooter than Dirk ever was. Um Whoa, that's yes, because yes, no, 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 no. Oh my god, that might be an all-time take of yours. No, 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 like super cold. No, it's really not that crazy, because because look, people get super swept up in Dirk's like shooting prowess from closer, like from mid-range deep twos and all that. But if you look at it, throughout his career, Dirk was never an elite three-point shooter, and he was never a high-volume three-point shooter either. Like, you see Lowry, throughout his career, he's averaging six threes a game. Dirk, is most ever threes he's shot in a single game was... He never hit five threes in a game, like, on average. And he averaged about three. Like, he was never that high-volume of a shooter from three. From, like, the long twos and all that... No, no question about it. But he was never that big of big on the threes. Even towards the end of his career, when the NBA was changing and all that, he was still only averaging like three and a half, four threes a game. Um, but yeah, Lowry is a much different offensive player. He's first of all more smooth. Like he can actually dribble a ball too. Um, defensively, I think he does more than people want to give him credit for. Because again, they see the slow white guy, and it's just like, oh, you can't play defense, but he can play defense. Who's that clip again? Was that was it? That Steph clip where he's blocking Steph, you know what clip I'm talking about? Where he like bounces I, it right I, off his face. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that Laurie Markin? That, that was Laurie Markin. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe on the Bulls though, right? Yeah yeah, not on the Cavs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like second season Lowry was incredible. Second season Lowry. Yeah, I remember and, like that. I remember last... how hyped there, there was in I, that Bulls. I was hyped. That second season, like he I was, was hyped. Like, like you I were was saying, he's like the core. This is the guy. From I was the Bulls. a huge Lowry fan. Like it was like him and Zach were like, like like people were talking about Lowry as much as they were talking about Zach. Like I was like, a I swear huge, I remember that huge Lowry fan. Even going into the draft, that was the Donovan Mitchell draft too. Him and Lowry were my like him and Donovan Mitchell were my guys in that draft. And I still just same that level, same level. To be he's only twenty five, so he's got time. But um, yeah, no, I I really like him. I think he's very dynamic offensively, and he means a lot to the Cavs, especially wouldn't that three forward system, or three big system, cause since he can move his heat feet pretty well. Um, yeah, that's why he's my pick. All right, moving on to the Mavericks. Uh, I'm gonna let you. Uh, kick Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. That's your guy. I don't have, have anything thought, else to been, say. Have you been listening since the beginning of this podcast creation? You know, within the first couple episodes, Mark's opinion on Spencer Dinwiddie and how I have nothing high else to he say praises about it. him. I, I have nothing to um, add. 
Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I would have went with Spencer Dinwiddie. I kind of forgot. About if it, him, your but... answer isn't Spencer Dinwiddie, it's wrong. I went with Dorian Finney-Smith. That's a bad answer. And I feel that, you know, he's just a guy that every NBA team could use. Um, based on answer. the fact that he's a 3 and D wing. Uh, and there's, like, barely any flaws to why you'd not want him. Because so. he's not as good as Spencer Dinwiddie. I feel like Spencer didn't really gain some traction when he was kind of popping off in the playoffs a bit. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Not like yeah. that, but like... Spencer. Do, you want to hear a random fact that has absolutely no correlation to anything we're talking about? Yep. It was DeMar DeRozan's birthday a week ago. Wow. Yep. I bet That's you weren't awesome expecting fact. that. Uh, well, you know, what team did Spencer Dinwiddie first play for? Is that a random fact for you? Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie? Wasn't it not... Don't say it. Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, got, he's gone just Detroit, um, Brooklyn, Wa uh, Washington, Dallas, right? Yeah. That's my boy. That's your boy. That's my boy. That is the boy. Absolutely. No. Oh, you missed team. I missed a team? Yep. Wait, don't say it. Don't You're never going to get it. Dinwiddie? Yeah. He started in Detroit. Mm hmm Then went to Brooklyn. Wrong. He didn't play for anyone else. Yes, he did. Detroit, Brooklyn. Nope. Who else did he play for? The Bulls. Dinwiddie? Yeah. When did he play for the Bulls? Look at my look at the screen. He played for the Bulls, wore number twenty-five. That can't be real. They waived him actually, and then he signed with the Nets. That's why. There's a picture of him playing against the Pacers. That's interesting. I didn't even. I, I totally forgot about that. I think I had that somewhere vaulted in my head that he played for the Bulls. I've seen the picture before. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Uh, I went with, uh, what? Sorry, just totally cut you I off. I was gonna. I was gonna go with Kentavious Pope, but I uh, chose Bruce Brown. That's I just pretty... feel like that. That signing. It was a signing, right? Who? Not a trade. Bruce KCP? Brown. Oh, Bruce Brown, yeah. Uh, Bruce Brown, I feel like it's one of the most underrated signings, especially for a team that's uh, looking to compete next year with the additions of their two other best players besides Jokic. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mike Ford Jr. and Jamal Murray. Um, adding Bruce Brown is just a perfect player to have on a championship-quality team, and uh, he showed that in Brooklyn, um, and he's a very versatile offensively. Offensive player and defense player, so not much you can ask for there, you know. Uh, give me the spiel on uh, KCP. It's the exact same stuff you said for Bruce Brown, except KCP, because they're not that far off. KCP's yeah, better offensively, though. Similar players, yeah, very similar players. Um, Detroit Pistons. Alec Burks. Who do you have? Alec Burks. I like Alec Burks. As a point guard or a normal position? 
as an NBA player. As an NBA player. And why? Let's give your reasoning. You have to Tall, explain yourself. Mobile. Can see over the defense. Okay. He was good on the Knicks. I liked him. Until he started playing like garbage, but um, yeah. until then. Remember how much I talked about Alec Burks last yeah, year? Yeah, you wouldn't stop talking about Alec Burks. It was awful because I was I, so no matter hyped. how good I thought he I was, was so you thought happy. he was a thousand times better. He was going whatever. crazy for my fantasy He squad. was going crazy. See, that's the problem. It's all fantasy this, fantasy that. The steals, that. too. The steals that. were ridiculous. The, what are they called? Stocks. I, stocks, yeah. Steals and blocks, but he didn't get me the blocks. Um, Marvin Bagley was my pick. Um, I feel like he's still a youngin with a lot Remember of Remember the thing that I said about Nikola Vucevic right once you named him? Remember what word oh, I used? Oh, bad? Sh- sure. That, that, oh. that. Um, I have the exact same thoughts on Marvin Bagley. Really? That guy is so garbage. Oh my god, he sucks. It's an on Marvin Bagley. I, uh, I don't know if I can get behind that. Because if Marvin's it was 2000... Like... Marvin Bagley would be like one of the best young players in the league. The problem is, it's 2022. That's that's all there is to it. He he has the same problem as Jaleel Okafor. He came into the NBA too late. If he came into the NBA like 10, 15 years earlier, he'd, he'd you never really think he has no NBA future. No, he has an NBA future. Like he'll he'll be an NBA player. He'll probably sign like a solid like second contract too. But no, he's not. He's not that guy. Wow, you don't think he could be a starting guy for the Pistons? Yeah, maybe while they suck. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Um, Unless he becomes a def- really good defender, then everything. I thought changes. he was pretty good when he first got to the Pistons, though. I disagree. Well, that's uh, Marvin's gonna show you. Okay. I don't think he will. Next team, the Warriors. I chose, um, you're not going to like this one. Uh-oh. James Wiseman. Um, if you I can, if you have can. always been saying that I like this guy. I, know. I like him. You know, he's. I think he's got a lot of potential to be, I mean, he is officially coming off the bench. He's not going to be starting. Kevon Looney is doing that. Good. Um, but I think Wiseman is a great player, especially once he learns that warrior system better. Um, just... The frame he has, uh, skill set he has is just very desirable, and it's our and it's in a young player. So I mean, I like his chances of doing a little blossom this season. If who, given minutes, who do you think my player is? I think you should be able to guess who it is. To be honest, it's another young guy. I talk about him a lot, especially going into the draft. You wanted him on your team because of how much I talked about him. Kaminga? When did I ever say anything positive about Kaminga? I don't know. You really oh, wanted Moody, 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 Moses Moody. Moody. Moses Moody is so good. I still don't think people like have a full grasp over how good Moses Moody is. I still would have picked him over Duarte. Moses Moody is genuinely like insane at basketball. Like he's crazy. Um yeah, he can literally do everything that you want a guard to do. Uh, and when Clay is done, you have a you have a Clay can't shoot as well. Don't get it, don't get it. Can't shoot as well as Clay. 
but can create his shot like infinitely better than Clay can. Um, yeah, this is. I love Moses Moody. I've talked about it enough though. Well, uh, here I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna let you go on this uh, this one basically on your own. Houston Rockets. I chose Tar Eason just because I've heard so many uh, defensive things about him and how he's one of the best defensive players in the draft. And I feel like the Rockets kind of got him um, as a steal. And, you know, um, I'm going to let you – like, the Rockets just full of so many young guys. So mm-hmm. why do you talk about this? Yeah, I picked the same. Um, a, lot, a lot of it was just due to how hard, hard it was to really pick, like, an underrated guy since so many of them are so young anyways. But I said Tari Eason because I thought he slipped lower in the draft than he should have. I thought he probably should have been, like, a 10 – like, a late lottery guy, like 10 to 14. But he slipped. A little bit past that um yeah so I, I don't know like it was hard to pick because the roster's so young and like who's actually underrated um no it's so it was pretty tough but tari should hopefully be a defender for the houston rockets which is what they are in desperate need of but honestly like i it was it was just it's hard to say that someone is like truly underrated yeah, on for young team. for really young teams it's hard to say mm-hmm and talking about another young team that sucks. Um, Pacers are next up. Um, now, you know, I like to say that Tyrese Halliburton is pretty underrated, but I think there's a guy that's more underrated than him on the Pacers, uh, being Jalen Smith, uh, signing his extension with the Pacers um, for two years and locking in officially being the starting power forward for the team. Um, me and Mark talked about this before, where he could potentially have a most improved player type of season. And um, I think he's going to be given so much opportunity in Indiana that he's never had in the Phoenix. And um, I feel like people forget that he was a top 10 pick once upon a time, like just a couple years ago. And uh, he's only, I think he's 22. So um, look out for Jalen Smith. I know most of our uh, listeners here are familiar with the Pacers, but uh, for people that aren't familiar with the Pacers... Jalen Smith, watch out. Um, next up, do you have anything to say? No. That one's yeah. all you. Clippers. Um, now, I, I, I was between two people. Um, I I have uh, Robert Covington, but he wasn't my first pick. Um, I feel like most people know that Robert Covington is a nice two-way player. Um, and he's like, a great bench guy for that team, like a really good bench guy for that team. But I chose John Wall uh, because I think the narrative around him is that he's super washed, which maybe he's not what he was on the Wizards. But um, I, last time he played 40 games for the Rockets, I think he averaged like 20 and 8 or something, which is pretty fantastic. And getting him uh, to the Clippers for like a $6 million deal or whatever it was, is great value for that contract, um, especially because the Rockets will be paying the rest of the money that he's owed, $40 million or whatever. Um, and having that guy slot into that Clippers team just makes them, like, the scariest team in the NBA when healthy. So um, I think John Wall is still, like, capable of being – I mean, he's not going to be the number – he's gonna probably going to be the number three option on that team uh, when healthy, but um, – I think he's still a guy that could give you a good 20 points and consistently. 
Uh, who is your pick? Different point guard on that team. John Wall? No. Wait, what did you say? Different point guard on that team. Oh, different point guard on that team. Oh, Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson. Italian. Wait, he's Italian? He is. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's random. Reggie Jackson. He was born in Pordenone, Italy. I don't know. I don't think I said that right. But yeah, Reggie Jackson. First of all, I think he's just been underrated his whole career. Uh, he, his last season was probably one of his lower years. But he's a good shooter. He's efficient scoring the basketball. He, like, I mean, he, in Detroit, like, back when Detroit were also, like, pretty solid, he was probably, like, the second best player on a playoff team in Detroit. And with most importantly, he is a great playoff player. And we've seen that the past year. He literally He's grabs nice. playoff games by the neck and just like yeah, chokes he changes, them. He changes. He changes games. Yeah, He's game changer. I really like him. I I. Yeah. There were times in Houston. I would have loved. Th- we've talked about, we've talked about it a ton. We've talked about it a ton. This Clippers roster is terrifyingly good. Like this is. This, and you have Norman Powell. Like you can't even forget about these This guys. is a it's disgustingly crazy. well put together team. Like I in terms of just straight roster. Hope Me too. Healthy. In terms of a straight roster, them and the Warriors are the two best in the NBA, and no one really comes particularly close. I agree. Like in terms of straight, like forget fit, forget coaching. The players you have on the team, the Warriors and the Clippers are the two best, and no one comes close. That's it. That's the, they're a tier above, and Reggie Jackson is a huge part of that. Whose nickname is apparently Mr. June, according to Basketball nice. Reference. And big government. Why? I don't know. It just is. Next up, we got the other LA team. I chose uh, I Thomas co- Bryant. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> they're, they're, I feel like Thomas Bryant might be kind of nice back uh, starting center probably. So, um, I guess. I mean, he could shoot, stretch the floor. He's younger, probably more high, higher – He's a higher motor than most of those players that have played in L.A. the past couple of years. So, um, I guess I like the fit, especially. I don't think it was too expensive of a contract he got. So, um, yeah, the return of Thomas Bryant in the Lakers uniform. I don't mind it. Another one of those teams doesn't have very really underrated guys, but Thomas yeah. Bryant might have a good stock going into next season. So. Maybe, um, but I really couldn't pick because this team is just a disaster. All right, talk about the Grizzlies then. They're next up. Brandon Clark. His offensive rebounding ability is like really, really impressive. I mean, we saw it a couple times in the playoffs. Remember Brandon Clark when he would just have those like random games where he just grabbed like 15 straight offensive rebounds? Um, really, really impressive. His shot has literally fallen off a cliff throughout his time in the NBA yeah, and yeah, it's gotten uglier that. and uglier. Uh I don't know how, but it just has. Um I don't know. Grizzlies also a team that I don't feel has many underrated players. Um but Brandon I went with Xavier Tillman just cuz That's good. Um I liked what I saw from him this year in the playoffs when he got minutes. Um another guy, it's high motor guy. Uh 
pretty good defender, I'd say. Good rim runner. Kind of reminds me of, like, uh, the kind of player that, like, Claxton is, like, like tall, like, lanky rim running guys that can block shots. And you know that kind of NBA player I'm talking about? Like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, who else is a guy like that? Like, say Isaiah Jackson, Mitch Robinson, those kind of guys. You are not naming great NBA players. You know, the center that's, like, lanky and he runs to the that, basket. That can he... be replaced 15 times in one season. Mm, I don't know. Hey, I man. don't know about that. But hey, I man. like the Any Xavier NBA Tillman. player I think is good Xavier Tillman is uh, good for the Grizzlies, you know. I just, I just, that was my pick. All power to you. Next up. Tell me who your heat is. Your heat, man. I picked this one as a joke because we talked about it earlier because they wouldn't sign John Wall because of this guy. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. So, supposedly he's John Wall. So And no one considers him to be John Wall. So he must be pretty underrated. That was my reasoning for it. That's about it. I chose Victor Oladipo. Of course you did. Um, still got some faith in him. Um, I think it's uh, this is a contract year for him. So um, I knew he'd stay with the Heat, and I think he's going to stay with the Heat regardless of anything because he loves that place. Um, but I think he's still a pretty good NBA player and uh, definitely not going to be what he used to be, but um, could be a good player for a competing team especially if he's uh, I don't know if he's going to start he could start very well um, wouldn't be surprised if he did but, I like the uh, Gabe Vincent pick more okay Gabriel Vincent because uh, he's John Wall prime John Wall prime John Wall Gabe Vincent and yeah. for some reason no one else in the NBA knows it but the but the Heat do the Heat do <laughs> Um, next I, had enough, I, had a, I had a tough time with the Milwaukee team, but I uh, who did you choose? I, t- I took Brooke, Lope, Brooke Lopez, and I don't think it's and I think it's still because a lot of people don't necessarily recognize how good Brooke, Brooke Lopez actually is, because he's one of the better shot blockers in the NBA. He's one of the better like off ball like rolling to the rim defenders out there. He shoots threes like crazy. Um. He's like the ultimate Giannis center. Like yeah, I know, much. like I know, like Giannis kind of plays a bit of everything. But like, if you want any center next to a guy like Giannis, that's the center you want. Honestly, th- he's the perfect center for every star player in the NBA. He's the yeah, ulti- he's he's the ultimate role player big man. Mm-hmm. Like he can still roll to the rim if, if you need. If the team doesn't already have a superstar big man, yeah, ob- yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. like, but he can also roll to the rim. He can finish inside. He shoots like a like a god. Um, block shots. Really active defender. Always seems to be aware of what's going on too. That's an insanely valuable skill set to have. Like I know everyone wants to be a star player and all that, but hey, if you are Brooke Lopez, you are 
Once upon a time, good. Once upon a time, he was a star. He was. He's still the Nets franchise leader in points. Nets franchise leader, yeah. But Brookie Um, the Wookie. I didn't. I I felt like Brook Lopez was properly rated, but maybe like I could see that for you. I'd agree with you there, but I feel like Joe Ingles, uh, you know, kind of flew under the radar. Bucks signed him. Um, Isn't he injured? No. No, he's healthy now. I think. Oh okay. Um, but he didn't play last season, mm-hmm. basically the whole season. I can't remember if he played like the first. Few didn't he weeks. get like traded at the deadline, then waived or something? Yeah, like he went that? to Portland, and then his contract was up, so he signed with Bucks. Um, I feel like it's just another good pick. It's another shooter to put with Giannis. Um, I mean, maybe the injury is gonna catch up to him, but um, I can't even remember what the injury was actually. But was it an ACL? Yeah, something in the leg, I think. So it could catch up to him, but. Um, if Joe Ingles is anything like the Jazz Joe Ingles that we saw, yeah, it's um, ACL. Great player to put with Giannis and a uh, good playoff player. That's I that's something I value. So, being a good playoff player, kind of, you know, you could be a good regular season player like Devontae Graham. But come playoff time, Devontae Graham is he even a good regular season player? Well, he just gets minutes and somehow is okay. In the, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't really think the Timberwolves had a really. Uh, I didn't think they had an underrated player, so I went with uh, Jaden McDaniels. But everyone knows he's pretty good. Most people do. So, 3 and D guy. Yeah, and I can say so. the same for Kyle Anderson. Sure. This is a boring um, one, though. Next up, Pelicans. Uh, I like what I see from Trey Murphy. So, um, I like his, his, his shooting. I, I think, I mean, I saw some of his, his highlights last season look kind of good to me. Um, and I really like this Pelicans core. So, um, I didn't want to go, I wanted to go with like, I don't think like Herb Jones is underrated. Um, and People say Zion is there's still that Zion narrative, but he's not underrated. Dude averaged like 27 points in the paint or something. So uh, I think Trey Murphy is the only pick I could really go with here. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What do you pick? Larry Nance Jr. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. Uh, he was crazy in the um, in the playoffs. Remember he had like 15 rebounds some of those games. Dude's nuts. Um, and I think he like I think like. Okay, have you ever seen that action that a bunch of NBA teams run where the center picks up the ball right at the top of the three-point line? And they, mm-hmm. like, take, like, those one, two dribbles and they just hand it off to a guard that runs off? Yeah, But exactly, sometimes yeah. they fake the handoff and they just take it in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Larry Nance Jr. is really good at that. Really yeah. good at that. And sometimes he doesn't even, like, take it into like, finish. Like, They're takes it and just dishes that. Okay, well, it's a little different. But Larry Nance is really good at that. And honestly, it wasn't even just that. Just came to my head when I was thinking about this. I didn't really think as much about the underrated part. I just kind of realized that Larry Nance is actually really good at this, so I wrote it. I really like this Pelicans team too. Me too. I think it's really interesting. So, just like Clippers need to be healthy though. Yeah, of, well, yeah, of it's course. Kind of just depending on Zion. Um, yeah. For the Knicks, uh, also couldn't really think of a guy that I consider underrated, but. I went with quickly just because I feel like this year, um, coming into this season, I just have a feeling he's going to um, 
Take a little bit of a jump. That's all I can really say. I, I don't think he's necessarily underrated, but yeah. I think Emmanuel quickly sucks. Really? I thought, didn't you say he's like last episode in the award winners or something? You yeah. said something. Yeah, about I him. said he could win like six men or something like that. But that doesn't mean okay, I think he's good. That's what it was. Yeah. Because I don't think he's good. I put Obi Toppin, but I didn't really have too much today. I don't think he's like underrated. I just think he needs more minutes. Fun fact: For some reason, in Obi Toppin's rookie year, I said that he'd be a top three rookie of the year guy. If he got minutes, I could see that happening. It was my prediction. I just for some reason thought he could win rookie of the year. If if his coach actually put him on the court, then I could totally see that happening. Problem is, his coach does not put him on the court. Yep. Because his coach is a um, fool. Thunder. Another team that doesn't have really underrated guys. I just chose Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley's on the Thunder now? It's oh, wait, sorry, not Thunder. thunder. I was, why was I thinking of Raptors? <laughs> um, no, th Thunder. Yeah, Thunder, I don't know. They're all... They're all the same. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So I don't even know why I chose Darius Baisley. Really. For fun. Yeah. Um, moving on. Magic. Now, I actually have good reasoning for this one. So I chose Markel Fultz uh, because I feel like as a guard, the, the Magic have quite a few guards. They have four of them off the top of my head that are going to get minutes or maybe get minutes, fight for minutes next season. They have Suggs, Cole Anthony, um, RJ Hampton, who's the worst of the four, and then Markel Fultz. Uh, but the one thing that Markel Fultz does better than all of them is he's a great facilitator, great playmaker uh, compared to the rest of them. Uh, and we saw flashes of that um, pre-injury in, in, uh, as a Magic player, and he was really good for them. I think that was before. It wasn't last year. It was the year before that. And uh, even coming back um, last season, I know it was towards the very end of the season, but uh, getting reps up and stuff kind of goes a, a long way for him at least individually so coming into next season i feel like he's probably the most underrated player on that team just for the whole like different like sucks can't replicate what he does same with cole anthony um and yeah i feel like markel faults himself is just kind of a forgettable player to most of um most nba fans all of really still good all the markel faults stuff is just tragic to be honest um, but I put Wendell Carter, who I still don't think is very good, but I just don't think people talk about enough because he's, he got that, he got that extension. So at least the magic know how good he is, but I don't know. People just don't talk about him and for good reason, he plays for the magic, but this is yeah. another one that was like, I don't really know what to write here. Um, for the next team, uh, I had a good pick here. Well, one of the draft day trades, they acquired, uh, D'Anthony Melton which uh, is great for the Sixers team because uh, one thing the Sixers team uh, kind of improved a good amount this offseason was their depth, but um, wish they would have dealt with that hardened pay cut stuff earlier so then they could have more options to pay people. Um, but now their bench is somewhat decent. So, But DeAnthony Melton is better than decent. He's, he's a great bench player. So um, I like this move for the Sixers. Not even, I don't even know why I'm grading the trade, but um, <laughs> D'Anthony Melton uh, 
is going to be a good like spark plug kind of guy for that Sixers team. I put Tobias Harris. That one might be weird. Yeah, I feel like his narr- his narrative's been people just go like, at this the guy narrative for around no him is like really bad. He's good. But he's still good. Like yeah. it's not like Tobias Harris has ever been yeah. bad or like had a bad season or something like that. No, no. No, he's just the like, same. E- yeah, is he overpaid? Yes. But he's is consistent he that for overpaid? What he does though. Like people forget that a thirty million dollar year contract isn't even a max contract in the NBA anymore. Like that's something people no. have to remember. That's not like a, a max deal. Guy, he's being like probably. he's being like. 30, 30, 38 for the next two years on average. I have no problems paying Tobias Harris $30 million. Yeah. I don't mind. Now, like, really, he's probably like a 27, 25 type guy. But if you're only paying a guy like 4 or $5 million over what he should be making, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, he's a really good player. And times when, like, Embiid would go out and Tobias Harris, or, like, Harden would go out and Tobias Harris would take a bigger role, he did exactly that. I like that pick. I just think the narrative's really against it for some reason. And you want to hear another fun fact? Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris's birthday was 30 days ago on the dot. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Um, Phoenix Suns, uh, another one of those teams where I don't think there's really any underrated players, but I chose Dario Saric. Yeah! Yeah, I did. I love okay. Dario Saric. Uh, fun fact, he's playing for... He's Croatian, right? He is. Yeah, he's playing, uh, I think, well, within this week. <laughs> he's playing for the Croatian national team. And uh, he's really good before he got injured. So uh, I, I I like this uh, Mr. Dario. Uh, still don't think the Suns are going to be very no. good anymore. No, God, no. But no, no. Uh, Sarge, underrated. I, I like that. Because so many people forgot he existed, so... Yeah. And you have anything to add about that? No. I'm just All happy right. that someone else agrees. Okay, Portland Trailblazers. Nazir Little. Oh, I thought I was going. Well, both of us. Okay. Well, Josh Hart. Um, this guy was going crazy when there was no one else on his team last season. Uh, but uh, silly season. That's what it's called. I'd, I'd like him to be on a team that's contending because I feel like he's that kind of guy. Uh, and I don't think he should be stuck on a mediocre team, really. Um, but defensively, he's there rebounding as a, like, six... What, how tall is he? Six four, something like that? Like, one of the... He's cr- a like, really good like rebounder. Four, and he's an insane rebounder, which is kind of you know, unusual. And offensively, he can shoot the ball. Um... There's really nothing wrong with Josh Hart, and I feel like uh, dude needs to be on a different team. Unless the Blazers really want to try and compete with what they got. I think they will. Uh, yeah, they will. They've already said so, they will, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, Nas Little. And honestly, this was a hard pick for me because I really didn't know who to put. But I just think yeah. he needs some opportunity. Last season before he got, he got hurt. Rate. He got yeah, rate and he was playing good too before he got hurt. And the opportunities were about to open yeah, up. Yeah, and for he him. just started to like play and well. Then he just got yeah, and then he just got injured. It sucks, but I guess it is what mm. it is. Yeah. Um, Sacramento Kings. I chose Chemezi Metu. I, the king. A big fan I, I, I of Chemezi. No clue, but... A big fan. Um, I like Chemezi Metu. 
uh, as a defender and offensively. I just like how uh, he's another one of those guys that's like kind of a rim running guy, high motor guy. I, I tend to like those guys, um, as you can probably tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's and that's Tyrese Halburn's like boy. They played in the Drew League to get uh, together just uh, last week. Um, but yeah, I remember that first game where Sponis was playing in Sacramento. Chimezi was just very impressive to me, so I'll never forget that. Um, Spurs, give me your guy. Oh. Keldon Johnson. I, I honestly, like, it's another team I where there's chose, just nothing I just there. Josh Primo. I just Josh like there's Primo. just nothing on the team. No, it's just it's weird. Just Keldon, it's Keldon Johnson and nothing, but. Uh, since Josh Primo is going to be a starting point guard in the NBA next season, probably, uh, I chose him. Uh, I also kind of wanted to say Doug McDermott, but uh, I don't know why the heck. Like, he just got paid by the Spurs and then doesn't even get to play. Um, but uh, Josh Primo is like still like 19 or 20. I think he's 19. So, he was the youngest player in the NBA when he yeah, got drafted. So Yeah, so, I mean, this is his time. He's got the time right now to... Do something. He's probably gonna put up the most empty stats of all time if he Good gets for him. to play like 25, 30 minutes a game. Good for him. Um, Get your yeah. money. Raptors. I chose Thaddeus Young. I chose my boy Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, I was gonna pick him, but I feel like he kind of got raided when he was playing in the Warriors uh, system. I can see but, that. Uh, Thad Young, I feel like, is a very forgotten about player and very similar to Otto Porter and kind of what they what they give to a team. Um, just. Yeah. You all know what Otto Porter does, so yeah. uh, Thaddeus Young does it similarly. Just a little um, bit taller. Yeah. Utah Jazz. I chose another Pacers player. Ex-Pacers player. Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, man, if they trade Donovan Mitchell, please trade Boyan to contender. I beg. Um, I'd love to see him in a, in a, on a good team. Um, Lakers. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like Boyan can help any contender. So, uh, uh, yeah, Boyan, great shooter. Um, has potential to give you 40 sometimes. Um, hey, man, if anyone shoots enough times, they can score. Strong. It's not really a 3 and D guy, but uh, he's a competent defender. Uh, but offensively, he brings you a lot of shot creation. Um, and another one of those players I feel is very forgotten just because he's on the Jazz and the Jazz are the Jazz. Um, I kind of cheated. Yeah. I put a new jazz guy, Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. I think I he's guess. a really, really impactful defender. Um, he's kind of like a mega skinny center. Him. He's like a, just a really skinny center. Um, yeah. Very good defender. Very good defender. If he had some First weight, style. he'd be a really good five. But he has no body weight, so. I like him more as a four. Um, I don't know. They're wrapping it up. Last team. Um, Marathon. The Washington Wizards. Danny Avdia. That's who I picked. Danny <laughs> Avdia. Shout out, my boy. Yeah. Sh- AK. AK, if you're listening, Danny Avdia. This one's for you. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, we have a friend, a friend that's a very uh, delusional Wizards fan. No, so. no. Not a Wizards fan. He's a Denny oh. fan. He's a Denny fan, but he uh, 
We all know he's just a secret uh, Daniel Gafford fan. Um, shout out anyways, AK. <laughs> shout out AK. Shout out AK. And uh, Danny Abdia. I mean, like, our our boy AK thinks he's going to be crazy something. But Our boy I mean, AK thought player, he was going to come in and be a crazy. A role player and a solid player on a good team, I can see it. But nothing more than that. Uh, but Denny, I mean, he's got the nickname the Denny Chamber. The I heard someone call him like the the torture. Like I don't know what it was. Someone said that he was like the craziest defender ever. But um, Denny's defense is there. Uh, offense needs to improve. Maybe he's just not. Uh, according to AK, he's not used properly. But uh, um, he's got the tools to be a good player in the NBA for a long time. So and good as in just staying consistently the same well uh i guess that wraps it up that's about an hour and close to an hour and a half uh one of our longer episodes um but mark do you have any closing thoughts they should unretire bill russell's jersey all right that's a good way to end (laughs) end the uh end the episode today thank you all for listening we'll catch you next week on the playbook and have a great rest of your morning, evening, afternoon, or night.